You are now listening to the Checkers Podcast. This is a big check. A very big check. Wake up, folks. You ain't never on the big checklist. So now, let me tell you about the talk of the town. What's the talk of the town? This is the checkpoint. He is a Michigan businessman, and he is the first black man and the first Republican to announce his intention to challenge the popular Democrat um, Gretchen Whitmer for the office of governor in, in Michigan. And basically, he announced on his Instagram page last week that if elected, he will cancel Black History Month in Michigan. Oh, I heard about this. He goes, it's offensive, unfair, maybe illegal. Americans from all backgrounds deserve a revered history. I'll declare American History Month. I want to get into... I just wanted to let you know that black history is American history. You fucking dumbass bitch. Get into it. It's just, I just, I, I cannot, I just... A black man, and we spoke about this. I want to say probably in season one, in season one, about how black men really be fucking shucking and jiving. What is shucking and jiving? Shucking and jiving at the hands of the man for what? For what? Mm-mm. I just think as a black man in Michigan of all fucking states, Mm-mm. you think that this is gonna make you appeal to people even more? And you know, I'm never, I don't, I'm not, I don't even come from the lens of like, oh, every black person should be demo, democratic or whatever the case may be. Align to who you want to align to, right? But it's like you cannot be aligned to things that are fucking anti-black. Anti-you. As a black person, anti-you. Like. Make it make sense. Then you had people in the comments talking about, yes, it canceled Pride Week and canceled this and canceled that. <laughs> and it's like, do you know the history of America? America is rooted in fucking bigotry, racism, and discrimination, holidays. and fucking holidays and <laughs> celebrating all very, this. Because I found it very ironic, the fact that the whole restaurant was open back up on Valentine's Day. I tea, found that very fucking tea, ironic. Tea. Okay. Cuomo, too. Huh. Your time is running out, too. It's ticking. Okay. Yeah, and so that's just some of the fucking black history clownery that's been going on. Also, this week, because you, you, we mentioned this, too, when we came back oh, from babies. our break, basically mentioning, like, Biden is now the president, but let's not I'm get it... his ass. Let's not get it fucked up, because you guys thought that he was going to become president and, like, everything was going to be new. Let's be very fucking clear. The president is only the face of the government. Ooh. Only the face. The people that actually make things happen and that can actually work shit is behind the face of the government. Behind the scenes. You get me? And Trump came and Trump showed us that the president actually has more power than we thought they did. Mm-hmm. And that the classes teach us that they do. But let's be Biden is a whole different president let's be very fucking clear and i think people woke up this week when we found out that the whole debate over whether we're going to get student loan forgiveness of fifty thousand (sighs) dollars 
Biden respectfully told you guys that that's not going to happen. Right? Pissing me off. Pissing you off. And I'm aligned, but I'm also, like, aware. You know? Like, you Mm -hmm. can be aligned and aware. Like, I knew going into this, a lot of things that President Trump did, he wasn't supposed to. But he also showed you guys the gray area within government Mm. and justice and politics overall. You know? So, with Biden, this is a law-abiding politician. You know? So, in him fucking basically dismissing $50,000 for everyone, he's basically saying his whole rejection was in the form of, I can't do that because he doesn't know, like, if it's fucking legal. That's basically what I'm he's gagging. saying. He doesn't know if this is legal. Like, he doesn't think that well, it's Well, don't legal. you get that in your fucking president's book? No. Now, this is what I'm talking about, the gray area within the presidency. Because it's, everything is so outdated. Wow. You know, and Trump showed us how fucked up and how large the gray area is, you know? So, in this sense, he's basically telling us, like, he doesn't know if it's legal. He said, I will not make that happen. He went on to say, I understand the impact of debt, and it can be deliberating. I am prepared to write off the $10,000 debt, but not the 50000 because I do not think I have the authority to do so. Well, nigga, give me 10 k I'll take it. I need something off this. Because <laughs> the way I'm moving, Sally Mae, you're going to have to catch me slipping. Catch me when you can, babe. How about Hello. But I really think, in all reality, if he wanted to, he could have been like, BK is done. But because I he's so law-abiding... No, I definitely think so. Not a fucking law, law-abiding citizen. <laughs> he's a law-abiding politician. Oh. How about that? Oh, I don't like those. Because basically, like, it's a lot of... I don't like those! Let's be clear. Like, all this government and politics and the Constitution, all that shit was written, like, way, way back in the day. Way back before my black ass Take into account, was even a person. Let's be clear. Take into account, like, student debt and shit like that was not written to the Constitution. It wasn't embedded in the fucking laws and things like then that. Then I heard something about they didn't want to do the 50K because they didn't want people that went to Ivy League And to private get schools it. versus public schools. I'm like, nigga! No, it was a whole thing because essentially, like, the public school kids have lesser debt than the private school kids. So it wouldn't be a benefit. But you a damn lie. All facts. I went to public school for college and... You know, high school, all that. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're saying that it wouldn't be a benefit to a private school kid because they have a hundred thousand in debt because of fuck y'all niggas. You know, so it was just a whole thing, and like basically, we're saying like some people would be able to benefit from this because not everyone had. Like I personally don't have thousand dollars in student loans. I don't. I have less than thirty. I have less than twenty-five. That's cute. I have less than 21. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Between my bachelor's and my master's, because yeah. because my mom had a decent fucking job, I He wasn't giving you a dollar. A cent. So I need that 50K tip. You won't have it. That 50K, <laughs> that 50K will put me at a cool 20. Yeah, you still won't have it. Unfortunate. So you better hope and pray that Biden comes to terms with his 10. Niggas better hope and pray that I fucking find the time to pay that shit back. 
Okay. That's what I'm I'm giving. That that's that that's what it's giving for me. I need to want to catch him when I can. I'm Beautiful. up. So I just want y'all to be aware of what's taking place within the government because 2021 is gearing up to be a scary year. It's waking bitches up. Yeah, I'm gonna check back in in 2022. Okay. <laughs> no shame. Oh my gosh. Please. We have some fucking reviews. I actually I got a lot of great positive reviews about our Wendy Williams like deep dive. Really? What did yes, you say? and the people love it. Like they wanted to do more of like reviews about deep movies dive? and like documentaries. <laughs> so we here to bring you too. <laughs> yes. Starting with all right, we already celebrated Paris, but let me tell you who was my bitch. Britney Spears. The girl. You know, I wasn't really a fan. I, what? I, I can't give you that. <gasps> you didn't love no Britney? I didn't. It's Britney, bitch. What was it? <laughs> okay, well, I love me some Britney. Really? I, I love her. Okay. Okay, through and fucking... You was really an MTV through. girl. I love me some Britney. So I saw the timeline going crazy about this Britney Spears Hulu documentary. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is this? What is this? I have to watch this. Um, I, didn't, I going, going into it, I didn't know what the fuck this was about or anything. Same. I thought I thought it was just like a regular like biopic or whatever. Um, it's called, um, it's from the New York Times Presents Framing Britney Spears. And it's a um, documentary on Hulu. And basically it goes into... Britney Spears' entire career, but it, it mainly focuses on her um, conservatory. Her, yeah, her, her conservatory and her like rise to fame and her relationship with the paparazzi and how they depicted her at those times. I'm thankful that you said that because it just refreshed me. Yeah, and so um, I'm gonna give a little bit of background and we can like delve into it a little bit. And so a conservatory. Um, should, this is something I did not know at all, but Britney Spears has been recently. Um, under this conservatorship and civil liberties battle with her father, Jamie Spears. Yeah. Um, and basically what a conservatorship is, is when the courts basically take away the liberties from Britney Spears and as gives an them individual. Yeah, as as an individual and gives them to someone else, so her dad. And so basically the court decides that this person is not able to make decisions about their life and their livelihood. So like where they live, how they how they spend their money, how they support and feed themselves. Someone else is in charge of making those decisions. So that person that is in charge of making those decisions for Britney Spears is her dad, Jamie. Yes. Jamie, who has been MIA from her life and like Since all this. Since day one, essentially. Right. If you watch, you know. Yes. And it goes into detail about that. And so... Wait, can I, mm-hmm. I do a little segue? Yes. So, I actually, as I mentioned, wasn't really the biggest fan of Britney Spears. But essentially, like, this is that typical story that we hear of the parents basically trying to live vicariously through their children. Yeah. Essentially, from what I gathered through this documentary... She always wanted to be a star. Mm-hmm. Her dad was always about a coin. Yeah. And her mother was always in the middle of, you know, being that supportive mother, but also being that wife. Yeah. You know? So, basically, like, she had no one in her corner. And her father basically like, gave her singing lessons. And all the support that he could give was basically an investment in her becoming 
a star, essentially. Yeah. So I just wanted to get that before you get into it. Yeah, and definitely, even to that point, while he might have been there in the beginning, it's crazy because, like, he dips out for, like, basically most of her career. Absolutely. Um, like, even and then she's getting signed. Yeah, and, and then he, like, reappears and he says that, like, the only thing... Um, one of the people close to Britney shares that he says that my daughter's gonna be so rich she's gonna buy me a boat. Yes, her sister said that. Yes, and it was crazy. Britney is worth damn near sixty million dollars. Right. Sixty million dollars, and so I didn't know that it was this whole campaign, um, this hashtag free free Britney, free Britney movement, um, that's basically dedicated to basically getting her out of this conservatory ship. Undeath her father. And and it's um Britney has even expressed that it's not even about the conservatory ship. It's more so about her dad yeah. and his greed. And that's why I made sure to give that story too, because essentially what it's coming down to, like where we are right now with the whole situation, is during the point of her life where she got the conservatorship, mm-hmm. she was essentially this at was, a low point. This was post two thousand seventeen. Two two thousand seven when she shaved off her head. Two kids, divorced from Kevin Federline, you know, like everything was this. They had my bitch fucked up. Oh, so now let me get into a little bit about from the documentary. Her relationship with the paparazzi, as you mentioned. It started off and I feel like too, like this, I'm glad we spoke about like the Kim K and Paris. Paris and mm-hmm. them. Because essentially like they were able to capitalize off of that relationship. With the paparazzi with, with, and that influence. Yeah. And essentially, I feel like it was built off of her back. Mm-hmm. Because she was at the peak of her success. And that was, like, essentially around the time when paparazzi started becoming a thing. Thing, yes. yes. And that sort of journalism, that sort of media became a thing. Like, with the magazines and the paparazzi pictures on the magazine. Mm-hmm. Paparazzi pictures going for, like, several thousands of dollars, millions of dollars. Like, that was around the time when, like, when that first became a thing. Yeah. You know, like, her relationship, like, it kind of, like, showcased her relationship with fame. Like, she started off, like, basically being super innocent and just wanting to be America's sweetheart. And then it got to a point where it became, like, super invasive. Oh, risque. Risque. And, like, they were highlighting things that I don't think she wanted to be highlighted. Absolutely. And... It basically went from a sweet and sour relationship with the paparazzi. Very quick, too. Very quickly. Very quick. And, like, it got to a point, too, which I saw, and I was just, like, I was kind of disgusted because there was, like, a head paparazzi person that was, like, speaking on the documentary. Yes, Daniel. The Mexican man. Yes. And it pissed me off because he basically was saying that, like, she never said that she doesn't want them to be around. And I'm just, like... Buddy, like, you can't see, like, in all the videos that they showed, like, her head was down. Like, her energy was super dark. She would, she would literally be, like, not my kids. Like, you know, yeah. literally, like, giving, bar- like, boundaries. Yes. And they was just not respecting any of the boundaries. Anything. But because she never explicitly said no or, like, leave me alone, like, they just continued to push, continue to push. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, like, seeing that man, like, get on his platform and say like she, for sure she never said no like she it lacked it lacked a lot of empathy it definitely lacked luster yeah through and through and it was just like it got really dark really fast but I think the main point of it was the fact that like 
they gave this title, this position of conservatorship to her father. The one person throughout her whole camp who basically just saw her as a dollar sign. Literally. Made me think about where the fuck was your mother? Exactly. Me off. But it also highlighted too, like her mother, like she was like playing that middle round, that middle role of being like that wife, yeah, that wanted to keep the family together, but also like that mother who wanted like support, mm-hmm. but she had to like know her place. So like she really didn't have a backbone in this whole situation. So it was just like. I also wanted to one thing that really stood out um, as well was. Her relationship with Justin Timberlake. Oh, she didn't really stand out to me. Well, it, I'm gonna say stand out because of what we got from Justin. In the Afterward, media. okay. Yes. Um, so in the in the documentary, they talk about Britney's and Justin's relationship, and obviously the most publicized breakup, right? Right. And they basically insinuate that Justin used his breakup with Britney Spears to basically, you know, the whole Crimea River music video. He capitalized off of it. Yeah, he basically capitalized off of it and you know, he used you know, Britney's likeliness and like that she cheated on him. Yes. To basically further himself. And so Brit, um, and like I said, for a couple of days. And also she was a virgin. Like her whole image was virgin. Yes, was virgin. And he basically insinuated that he had sex with her. On Hot 97 Black Radio. Please have I'm gagging, points. I'm gagging, I'm please gagging. Yes, yes, yes. Because I feel like yes, please, yes. Go. Um, and so a couple, so like I said, framing Britney, it was going up for like a couple days. Like this was trending. Yes. And so he comes, um, JT Justin Timberlake. You know, he comes out. He makes this, you know, white white screen black letter apology. Of course. And I'm gonna read a little bit of it. Cause he makes it to not only Britney Spears but to Janet Jackson, and I and I. He dragged Janet to the dirt. Sh- okay. Please. He goes. I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, both individually, because I care and respect for these women, and I know I failed. I also feel compelled to respond in part because everyone involved deserved deserves better. And most importantly, because this is a larger conversation that I wholeheartedly want to be a part of and grow from. Um, he goes, it is designed this way as a man in a privileged position to be vocal about this. Because of my ignorance, I did not recognize it all for, for um, what it was while it was happening in my own life. But I do not want to ever benefit from others being pulled down ever again. You don't think it's too late? Jennifer? I have not been perfect in navigating all of this throughout my career. I know this apology is a first step and doesn't absolve the past. I want to take accountability for my missteps and all of this as well and be part of a world that uplifts and supports. That's I care right. deeply for about the well-being of the people I love and have loved. I can do better and I will do better. I was really just like, nigga, this apology is coming. How many years? Too, this is a decade too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. You let the media crucify Britney, but then but then again, I'm going tap it into fucking Janet. You let the media crucify a black fucking icon. That's an icon. That is an icon. Let's be you let fire. the media crucify her, call her every name in the fucking book. Because you ripped her. Because you ripped her fucking blouse. Please. 
Because you exposed her on national TV. On the Super Bowl. Come on. Come on. Like, and it's like, for you to come over 10 years later to be like, oh, I know I handle things bad. Fuck you. Fuck you and your apology. But I wanted to highlight, too, the fact that he went on Hot 97 <laughs> Black Radio <laughs> to brag about, yeah, I did it. I fucked Britney. Like, you took her virginity. You went on Black Radio because you thought that was cool. Like you were had me pissed off because I was on that black radio. I would have checked him for talking about Britney like that. <laughs> but he was so pressed on getting like that black audience and getting that black appeal. And guess what? He got our black audience. And for, what has he done with it? He no for for that for that little run. He got our black. He he got his black viewership and his black eyes. And guess what he did? He left. Nothing. He went to the fucking woods with his last project that ain't shit. No, he didn't want to do a fucking country project. Get the fuck out of here, JT. I'm over it. I was just Jessica done with this. Pussy. But if you... <laughs> Please. <laughs> but, <laughs> but definitely, like, if y'all have time, I think the documentary is only like an hour and something minutes. Yeah, it's not too long. It's not, but it's I think not it too long. Good. I would have loved for this to be a fucking docu-series. I could have did six episodes of this. No, I didn't. Oh, I could have. No. Because she, you love it, was certain, it was certain parts of her life that I wanted to delve a little bit more into. But I really, And you know what's so crazy? I think it started back this past summer. The Shave Room started posting Britney's videos. Looking a mess. And, and for the whole time, I'm like, yo, why are they doing my bitch in? Because I love Britney. She's like a I mess. Like, she I was doing to, some challenge. She was like... No but I'm... Over here, Professor Marvel, so I'm gonna need you to <laughs> But, anyways, I'm just like, this whole time, I did not know that this conservatory shit, all this shit was happening with this bitch. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, no wonder my bitch is really out here doing bad. Like, I'm like, damn, I, I miss her. They made a point to say that she's been like releasing cryptic messages, yes, her on, content yes. And I'm, apparently there's a whole podcast. They need to free her. Yes, Britney's Graham. I'm, 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 I'm subscribed. Like, what? You are? Mm-hmm. Ah, uh-uh, you are a fan. I love Britney. Okay, anyways, oh whatever. Fuck. I'm over it. But it's just crazy. Like, just seeing like, that all unfold and just just knowing what came after. Like, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, also this week, Malcolm and Marie have been <laughs> in the news. In the news, it's been in my heart. The Twitter, like it's just been heavy overall. Like everyone's been talking about it. Like it's just the talk of the town everywhere I go. If you have not seen Malcolm and Marie, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Fast forward. Definitely gonna be a spoiler alert. Make sure you skip ahead. It's gonna be a big thing. Yeah, because I'm here to provide in depth. For sure. So, Malcolm and Marie stars Zendaya, Mm -hmm. as well as John David Washington, son of Denzel Washington. Yeah, little little Denzel. And it basically gave that movie that we saw like last year with um, Kerry Washington and the white husband and the son that was killed. Oh, yes. Something over American. Yes, 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 yes. And essentially, like, I say it gave back because it's just, like, these two people, they're being filmed in this one house, one yeah, setting. Yeah, this one setting, yeah. And they're basically just acting their ass off, essentially. And it, overall, it's in black and white. And I went about my review in a way that I felt 
was very much general. So, like, even if you didn't watch the movie, you still can get something from this content. Okay. So, I definitely approached it with zodiac signs. So, I chose to do the um, sun, moon, and rising for both Malcolm and Marie. Okay. And essentially, they're having like a whole dispute about the situation that took place prior to the scene mm-hmm. starting. And in the scene, they're basically like hashing out this. They're basically exactly. dissecting their entire relationship. Essentially. But off of a one incident. One incident. Triggers it. I'm triggered even talking about this. I'm sorry. I was just... Because basically what I got from it, just going into it, like everyone was talking about like this is a toxic relationship embodied on screen. A toxic black relationship embodied on screen. The big screen. Mm-hmm. And that alone was enough to, to make me want to like tune in. And what I got from it was, like, it was just toxic, because it was just, like, two people, basically. And you have, going into it, Marie was very much just very angry. So much so, like, she was smoking a cigarette to, like, basically calm her down. And Malcolm, like, he's basically high off, not high in a little sense, but just, like, Really On excited, a natural, high, yeah. a natural high about like a moment his of his life, a movie that he created, mm-hmm. produced, what have you. Just got a bunch of reviews, like people were able to see it and give feedback. Mm-hmm. And in this moment, in a relationship, your partner's moment of just bliss and just true excitement, and you're just super angry. So like that's our first introduction into my first introduction into it. And I was just like... Y'all, Dre about to mansplain this. Okay, I see what we're going. Don't worry, no, y'all. No, I, dude, you're actually... I am on defense. I might... Because I'm thinking about... It might be a mansplain. It is. I, I already see where this is going. Whatever. Because I'm already pissed. Be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but from what I got from it, like, I was just like, okay, like, this is your partner. Like, he's really, like, excited. Like, if anything, like, you should be excited, too. And she was just pissed. Like seething, you know, like smoking a cigarette As she to should. calm down. Yeah, you see, you yo, you see what <laughs> niggas drive you to do some of the most disgusting behaviors. So I was just like, oh, like what? And then like he's asking her like, what's the issue? And she's just like, she doesn't want to talk about about it right now. Like she wants to just like you know like, let him have fun. So I'm like, how can he have fun if you're really like, even though you don't want to talk about it. Like, you're still, like, giving off this type of energy. So, I'm just like, okay. So, then... Dre is really mansplaining. No, because... I'm seething right now in my seat. (laughs) So, I need you to hurry up and get to your analysis. So, basically, like... I'm about to eat you up. Okay. (laughs) So, she's, like, she goes... Like, after he tells her, like, he wants to, like... He wants to get her point. Like, why are you so angry? She went off. You know, so now some niggas be telling the story back to their friends, y'all. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. So she went into unpacking, and it's just a bunch of like underlying issues that adds the bigger issue of like she's pissed at the point that he even created this film without including her. So I'm like, okay. So then the whole movie essentially just like spirals from that point into up 
of her, like, why she's mad, to him, like, understanding, to him responding as to why she shouldn't be mad. It just goes up and down, up and down, up and down. Let me know when I can interject. Okay. So, it just goes back and forth. And, like, the point that gets me is, like, in the point of her just being, like, super, like, vocal about her feelings and, like, why she feels the way she feels, he's, like, just super silent. <laughs> right? Just... And then it goes from her being calm because she got everything out to him, like, throwing it back in her face. And then she's calm. So it's just ping pongs, like the anger and all of the toxicity. It just goes back and forth, back and forth. And like I get it, like they're doing that for like cinematic purposes, like mm-hmm. tell a story. Mm-hmm. But also, like I know in real life, like it's never like that. Like we're both gonna be mad. If I'm mad, like you have to be mad. <laughs> so, like I feel like it adds a whole other level. If like, I'm mad, I make you bigger mad. Period, Scorpio. <laughs> So, it's just at the whole other level to the toxic environment that they created because it was yeah. just like, I'm going off, but you're quiet. And anyone who knows, like, in a relationship, like, if I'm going off and you're quiet, like, I'm just going to get even more mad. You know? So it's that's just, a fact. That's I offending. Agree. Yeah. So, the fact that you're quiet and I'm going off and then you're going off and I'm quiet, like, it's just like a ping pong of, right? Okay. So, before I get into the signs of things and why, I want to give you the stage. Okay, so I, okay, I agree with the ping pong of their conflict. Toxicity. I'm going to disagree with, I think very early on, she, very early on, Malcolm is aware as to why she has an attitude. Because this predates before they get home. Yes. She did not get thanked at his motherfucking film premiere. A right. film that is basically based off of her life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's where her frustrations... Stems from. Stems from, right? Fair enough. Um, I do think that overall, I think I definitely agree with your whole thing about them ping-ponging, right? That, that there took are, me out. There, there are times where one person is up, one person is down, one person is up, one person is down, right? Yeah. Because every time I thought that Malcolm was getting getting in her ass and she wouldn't have, have nothing to come back and say, she came back this bitch came back and was like, fever. and was like, you mediocre. <laughs> Let's be real. What took me out really when he was like, you tried to kill yourself and... That's what took you out. <laughs> yes. Why are you bringing that up? Because it reminded me of Party Next Door. Yes. Party Next With Door. Kalani. When he took Kalani. Like, but you tried to kill yourself. Ha ha. And blame it on me. What? What took me out was the whole, You cannot like, say things like you that. Cannot, you cannot. But that... I'm going to tell you the sign of that. What? Okay. What's, okay. Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 Malcolm had more low points, had more low... I feel like he went lower a lot more times than Marie did. And for me, that made it very manipulative. No. What? Go ahead. I feel like that made him very manipulative. He sat in... She's in the fucking tub. Minding her business, that's trying the, to relax. That's the point that took me out. Okay, okay. He sat. <laughs> she's she's in the fucking tub. He comes in the bathroom, mm-hmm. basically says, "Bitch, this movie's not is not, not about, about you. you. I 
can list off five or six other bitches that are fucking that I fucked bro- that that <laughs> I fucked that are fucking broken that I could have made this movie about, right? No, they were in the movie. It was parts of the right movie. parts of them in the movie, right? Then he even goes on to be like, "You don't want to go there with me because I will break you. I will break you like a fucking twig." That's the part that took me out. I'm like, this is a man talking to his girl like this, right? A man so that I'm loves like, you. so I'm like, what? But in that very same scene, before Ma- Marie can't even get a fucking word out, he turns around. He in that same scene, he says. But I love you. I love. <laughs> I love the way you think. I love your perspective on life. I love everything about you. Mm-hmm. What? You know, I gave him Gemini. <laughs> you gave him Gemini as what though? As, I as gave, his that's son? his moon. <gasps> that's his moon. Okay. I get. Okay. That okay. I love you. Like it stamped on the Gemini for me. The part that like really made me like. He's a Virgo. Me. I didn't get, get you give him Virgo as no. son. I give him Virgo as son. I tapped into a Gemini moon based off the rant. I I agree. Did you that rant? <laughs> I got a whole other level I could tap into. I'm like, what the? The f- fact that he got that. It would have been domestic violence in my house. First I'm letting all, you know what if a nigga would have if somebody if my partner would have ever told me, bitch, I was. <laughs> If before you even get the next name out your mouth, mink, 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 are you dumb? I'm not even doing that. Like I'm recording you so you can see yourself later on. <laughs> like, do you see how dumb you look, my nigga? What? On the fucking edge of my fucking bathtub? So really be screaming at that <laughs> at that volume? He did that bitch in. So let me let's just no. get to the signs right now. So I gave her cancer. Cancer. You gave her cancer too. I gave her cancer. I gave her can because literally the same day that we was watching that because you picked me in on that yeah and I was in the clubhouse on like East Sign mm-hmm. oh and, like, yes, why, yes 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 that was the same day yes. what was the East Sign and why you're wrong or why yeah, you're like, why you hate up? them why yeah, you hate like, them yeah why they hate them and like literally like everything they spoke about in terms of cancer she embodied yeah she is the cancer she was very she chose violence I also thought she was a Scorpio moon. I got Scorpio Moon from her, too. Like, the fact that... Because she was willing to really take it there, but she didn't really want to take it there. Yeah, I got Scorpio... Yeah, she got me Scorpio Moon. I gave her Scorpio Moon, and I gave her... Yeah, she did choose violence sometimes. She chose violence, like, from start to end. Like, it was, like, every time... Like, I think she... At one point, she fucked him. And she still came back to... But I'm mad because... You know, so I gave her cancer sun. I gave her um, Libra rising because i felt like that the balance yeah that imbalance of just like going from extremes and also not letting things go like i feel like that's very much a libra trait to have and she would not let go they do not forget they do not let go yeah and the fact that she did not let go the fact that he didn't thank her yeah like, it gave very much Libra. And, like, the how she just kept bouncing from one extreme to another. It gave very much Libra for me. But definitely cancer in the sense of she chose violence. She was super passive. Very insecure. Very insecure. And I yeah, feel like that's that. a cancer trait to have. Mm-hmm. Just that insecurity level. The moodiness. And that goes with the imbalance of just going from one extreme to another. Like, very moody. Um, and I just felt like she chose to weaponize her sensitivity, which is a huge cancer trait. Yes. Because yes. essentially that like, she took everything that she's been through 
and she just pretty much turned into a gun and she just kept shooting it not a gun yes for him i um also for her i gave her she leveraged the power of sex because i felt like especially yes. in that house she knew Anytime that Anytime sex was introduced it was off the behalf of her. Yeah, and she was... And she heightened The it. stakeholder. Yes, yes, yes. For sure. Yes. And she was also dependent. She was very dependent of him. I mean, she was an addict. This is true, but... I feel like in a relationship, like, you cannot be dependent. And I feel like she... And it kind of, too... We didn't even say this, but I felt like their relationship gave me that at some point, like, it was amazing. It was perfect. But I feel like it ran its course. And at that mm-hmm. point that we saw on the screen, like it was expired. It was expired, but they were holding on because of the and film. And that's how I feel like that's how the ending of the movie came, right? Because yes. they, they fucking, mind you, they get home at fucking one in the morning. These niggas is arguing for two hours. <laughs> so it's three in the morning by the time niggas get to bed. They outside, they smoking, they taking showers. Like <laughs> pissed off at each other. And um, basically how I feel how like the, ending, like the ending of the movie is very like vague and oblique, right? Yeah. And I feel like... I think that was the, that's kind of what I took away from it, of like, it has, like, this relationship, even with Expired. this conversation, it has ran its course. It's done. Like, it's like, how do you even move forward from this, right? It's like, how do you move back? Like, you guys have said both some very hurtful things. Below the think, belt. Below the belt. I don't think that an apology can even suffice. I cannot. Because I cannot erase the fact that you brought up the fact that I tried to kill myself. <sighs> and you were there for me. Huh. You know, so, Yeah. Malcolm, what did you get, Malcolm? He's a Sag in here too. I definitely gave him Sag. <gasps> but I also want to like there was a line that she says like I feel like once you know someone is there for you, it's not that's until you you're about to lose them. someone mm-hmm. that you finally pay attention. Yeah. And I feel like that's such a line because often like even in friendships, mm-hmm. even in friendships, like we can highlight relationships all we want, but friendships are a form of relationships. Absolutely. And I feel like oftentimes, like, we take our friends for granted. And then once, you know, like, something happens where they're no longer your friends, all of a sudden you remember, like, all the benefits that they bring to your life. Yep. You know? So I felt like that was definitely a line. But for him, I gave him Sagittarius Sun, for sure. I gave him Gemini Moon, and he gave me a Libra um, rising Libra? too. Like I felt like they both were Libra risings. Okay. I would give him um, a Virgo. I think I would give him a Virgo son because he just seems to be very by himself. Like he just cared about himself and and I got all that from the Sagittarius. Even even with the review. and a Libra, I would give him a Sagitt. I would give him a Sagittarius rising. Because of his explosiveness. Like, his ability to go from, like, be really calm and be super explosive. I and thought that like, was the Gemini. Well, I get, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm aligned with the Gemini moon. Um, but, yeah. I agree with you. I felt like he was... This was... It was an emotionally exhaustive movie to watch. It was. Make sure through. you're in, a, like, a good headspace before you tune in. You really have to. Because, honestly, I was very triggered throughout. And I watched this shit twice. Because the first I time... I watched it twice. The first time I watched it, I was high. As fuck. And I was like, nah, this cannot be not like I'm like, nah, let me make sure I'm really seeing everything. I watched it again and I was just like Oh my god. This shit is taking me out. Nah, Malcolm gave me very much greedy and he gave me he was a narcissistic motherfucker. Yeah. Like through and through. Like everything was about him and 
what the fucking critics had to say about him and yeah. they just everything. Also, my 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 one downside, I hated their rants about race and all this other shit in film. I was like, I could have did without that shit in the film because yeah. this was not a film about that. I feel like they had to it add a, it because of the climate that I we're guess. in. But I could have did without that, to be honest. He was very opportunistic, selfish, self-serving, egotistical, petty, emotionally abusive, and again, like the rant really took me out. Because he ate that bitch up in her bathtub. She was having a nice <laughs> She thought life was sweet, and he came in and showed like, and with her bath bomb. I was just like, oh my god, like in Malibu. <laughs> But I really feel like, too, like, a lot of people are in these type of situations in real life. The, the real gag is that I feel like this um, movie really ex- explored how to argue with a partner. Or how not to argue with your partner. Definitely. Right? And it's just, like, it's just so... I'm not going to lie. And, and, and it's not... Pr- like, I was almost really sad in that I could identify with either Malcolm or Maria at some point about how I would engage in an argument with, really? with, with somebody I was dealing with. Like, I couldn't. I, I've been in situations... I've been in relationships where we argued and I said some things that I never even fucking apologized about because I felt like I said it and I meant it. <laughs> right? But then you turn around and you laying down with this person talking about I love you, blah, blah, blah. But it's like that person doesn't doesn't forget about the hurtful shit that, that you, you really said. said to them. Yeah. You know, so it, it makes it hard to move on and to build and to move forward, right? But I've also been in the same position of being in an argument with someone that you're with and they are emotionally abusive. And they weaponize sensitivity. And, and they weaponize your sensitivity or they weaponize your, you know, your your flaws and your and your weak points to you to 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 get this negative reaction out of you. Even though you like, might not want to give that to What do them. you do when they do that? You know so, It's very loaded. So. And it's like easy to say, like if ever you're in that point, like just leave. It's very easy to say that, but like when you're in that point, like choosing violence be seeming like the only thing to do. Yeah. Like it's, I love the fact that they created this movie too because we're able to have this conversation. And I feel like if you're in a relationship, especially at this point, like it's good to watch this movie with your partner, with your partner, and have that conversation about how do we? I feel like you mentioned it before. Like how would do we have an argument? You yeah. know, like discussing the boundaries when having an argument. Like For sure. How do we have an argument where 100% of us is being heard from both sides, but not being disrespectful, not going below the belt, not exactly. not, not seeking to intentionally hurt the other person? You know, exactly. and I feel like a lot of times, you know, heightened emotions, that that makes it very hard. And I mean, you have to be mindful of those things. So I have a checkpoint. I like didn't even realize that I had a checkpoint. Okay. I, I feel like we don't have a checkpoint on the agenda. No, we don't. I have I have this in like my notes, huh? Okay, cool. <laughs> so I think I saw like a um an Instagram post and it was powerful and I feel like <laughs> don't say powerful to me. <laughs> I feel like um it's a good transition to you know okay. after the whole Malcolm and Mary mm-hmm. review that we just gave. The checkpoint for this episode is, and I want to ask you, what does your space say about you right now? What does that mean? Like your like space? Like your energy. Like, 
when you come into a room, like before you even open your mouth, like what do you think the vibe is? Okay. And two parts. The second part is actually let's just go with that part for now. Okay. And then before I give you the second part. Okay. Um, I think my what is my energy, energy my space right currently now? is giving that I'm in a I am in a transformative time in my life. I feel like I am in a growing um, space where I am coming to discover new things about myself and what I want to be true mm-hmm. and how I want to live my life day in and day out. And so whether that's like um, incorporating different, you know, habits and rituals in my day that centers me um, or, you know, whether that's, you know, other things as well. And so I, I think, yeah, I think that's where I'm I'm at. Like, I feel like I'm gen, I'm generally good vibes, for lack right. of a better word. You know, I've, I've never been the type, even when I am going through my own personal things, I don't typically like to bring that, pour that energy out into other spaces, unless it's a space I feel comfortable, whether it's with a close friend or, you know, something like that, where, where I'm able to be vulnerable in those spaces. Um, I don't typically like to carry that. I don't, I don't want to necessarily call it a dark cloud, but that I, weight. Yeah, but I don't. I don't necessarily like to carry that weight. Sometimes, depending on whatever the life circumstance it is, it does come with me. Of like you'll like you. I think I'm. I'm a person where you, when I walk into a room, if you've known me, you can basically kind of gauge my mood really quickly. Like you right. can tell when I'm in a good mood, if I'm upbeat, or if I'm like something might be on her brain and like you know she's right. not she's not all the way here. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's where I'm at. I'm in a, this transformative space, this this growing this growing space. I feel like I'm in a great space. Okay, honey. Yes, Talk I about feel it, like I know the space that you're talking about. That transformative space. Mm-hmm. I've definitely been there. You know, throughout 2020 of having to essentially, like, be responsible. Yes. In a lot of ways for that energy you put out. Because it's just, like, you yourself, like, you know, like, you're going through so much. And, like, it's not really in your control. Mm -hmm. But you also know that you can just put your best foot forward. Even though it sounds better, easier said than done. Yeah. So, like, it, it's transformative in that sense of, like, you know better is coming, but right now you have to, like, accept reality. Yeah. So, I've been in that space, but yeah. I feel like now, like, I've been in that space for so long. Like, I have no choice but to be optimistic, but to have, like, the light, you know? So, I feel like I'm in, like, that great space of things ain't good right now, but... I'm with you, you, you know, like, yeah. I'm present, I'm available, and while we're together, like, I'm, I'm not thinking about what's going on. Yes, yes. You know, it's like, I've had to, like, endure that transformative space for so long that it's great now, you know? I so like, you. Yeah, so, like, I feel really good. Like, I feel like no matter what, like, I can and find out. And y'all, smiling, y'all. Skin is glowing, Ooh, you know? Bro. Self-care, the gym is happening. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, I feel like I'm New really... body on the way. Exactly. Columbia coming. So, you know, like, I feel like everything is really good. And I feel like before, like, I was in that space of, like, can't control, but still optimistic. And now, like, I am can't control, but I'm so, I'm so good. 
Yeah. So, good vibes. I love that vibes. The second part of the question is, like, if you were supposed to leave the earth tomorrow, what would your friends and loved ones say about you? If you could think. If if I it's was, a heavy one. If I was to leave tomorrow... What would you say the gang would say about you? The gang is really going to give me my props that I did my fucking thing. <laughs> you know, like, they're going to say I was the hardest working bitch in showbiz. Okay. You know, like, I feel like... And that's really no cap, like... That's offending. Like, really was know, out here in the streets, going out, but still getting A's. Graduated with like, honors and like you know like they're gonna, they're gonna say like at the end of the day I was a very goal driven person That's right like you know everything I did like I went for my masters I did that I wanted to be in education did that I'm working but still towards. was in the spot let's be clear with the hookah and the bottles on the, the couch scammers and the drug dealers <laughs> period but no but yeah I, I think um yeah they're definitely gonna say like definitely like my goals and my ambition and my drive to also to I, I, I think they were really just know that I genuinely 100% supported everyone that I call my friend, I genuinely right. support. Right? Whether that's buying something, whether that's reposting something, whether that's literally texting you saying like, yes, bitch, I'm proud of you. I do that. Right? right? Because I really feel like, like, and like I said, I've always been the type of friend that even when I'm not in my best space, if you have a win, that makes me happy. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've always been that, that type of friend. Absolutely. Um, and also, like, you know, I'm funny as fuck. Like, I'm everybody's like, I'm the funniest friend that you can ever have. Like, the fuck? Like, I'm not only am I funny, I'm also mad fun. Okay. Like, I can, like, I can do anything with anybody. Like, you know, you want to go fucking, like, dress up in red t-shirts and act like you work at Walmart? Well, I mean, I mean at, at Target? Cool, let's do that. Or if you want to be in a spot with the motherfucking drug dealers, cool, let's do that. What's or if you want to do indoor fucking snowboarding and skiing, let's not do that. I want to do that. You could, you I had did fun. that yesterday. It was a terrible time. It was cold? It wasn't, it wasn't too cold. It was only cold if you, like, stood still, really. But, like, if you were active and moving around, it wasn't cold. But that shit was a lot of... <laughs> my body is sore, and so I didn't really do much. So you won't be going to Aspen? No, I will be going to Aspen, but I won't be doing <laughs> I would just be giving looks. Yeah, I want the Dior jacket with the Chanel. Shut um, up! What what would your friends say about you if you <laughs> to leave tomorrow? So if I was supposed to leave tomorrow, I feel like the my friends, you know, the gang would say Girls. he would be a good time. He was a good time. <laughs> he was a great time. Like I feel girl. like I've been a great friend to everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, when they crossed me, they lost me. But you know, life was never good on that side. And they're finding that out now. But the grass is always green over here. The Everyone on my end is happy. Is. I motivate my friends and loved ones, you know. A stylish ass bitch. I make sure they look good. The looks. Okay. And I feel like I'm real. Like, that's one thing for sure. Two things for certain. Okay. All my loved ones can say, he was never fake with me. When he didn't like something, he let me know he didn't like it. Drake gonna let you know, Jeff. Okay, and he's gonna let you know when he loves it. He's always gonna lead that you in the right true. direction. That he's is always true. gonna uplift you and support you. Oh, I love that twist. He he's always gonna let you know when he loves. That is true. Exactly. Aww. So you know, I I think. I was trying to be shady, but look, oh, it's all so good. Cute. It's all good. I feel like the the imprint is there. And I feel like that's also a testament to to the work that God has done on me. Like, my heart is clean, and I'm able to share that light with the people that I love. 
And yeah, like I'm not doing no evil shit. I'm not hating on nobody. So it's 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 all love. Okay? Okay. Also this week we found out that April Jones, you know, from Love and Hip Hop, Lil Fizz's No, that's Omarion. <laughs> Messy ass bitch, I know. Yeah. Omarion's yeah, baby mother, Little Fizz's ex-girlfriend. She is now in cahoots with Dr. Dre, who's currently in the midst of a divorce with Nicole Young. And it's a big thing. Essentially, they were caught by the paparazzi. TMZ caught them. And, you know, it's a big thing for April, specifically coming from Love and Hip Hop. And now in cahoots with Dr. Dre, who... You know, has a tra- trajectory of, you know, domestic abuse and domestic violence. It has been documented. It has been documented. So it's just crazy that she would align herself with him. And also, in that same realm, Monice came forward this week because she has reportedly been receiving threats. She had an interview with somebody on Instagram because. It- that's how people are giving their interviews off this these days is through Instagram journalists. I want to figure out like how to get a press badge or what have you, so we can because we can do interviews. People. I would interview a couple of y'all bitches on Instagram. I want to get into some things, like I really do. But like, to, let's be clear, we're about to um venture out into these markets. We getting on be, YouTube. We getting honey, on Instagram. We about to get on everything. We about to get on the chatty house. We about to get on a not bit the of chatty house. <laughs> We really about to do it. So if y'all things. fuck with us, y'all need to just start supporting us even more. Repost Hello. our clips on Instagram. And we also have these YouTube clips popping. But Dr. Dre reportedly um, threatened Monice because she was on somebody's Instagram basically saying that um, she's been knowing about April and Dr. Dre, but she's been keeping that secret. And she's actually surprised that Dr. Dre was, you know, so low down to stoop down to um, April Jones level and wipe her up, essentially. And that, I guess, the wipe her up comment didn't sit well with Doc because he felt the need to have niggas call Moniz's phone and threaten her. For what she felt needs to get on live and cry with her lashes. Talking about, I'm not going to be doing any more interviews because my safety. Bet you do them all. Yeah, and she also wanted to say if Dr. Dre thought the aneurysm had her fucked lashes. up. <laughs> she's about to fuck him up. No, do you know what took me out? She was like, I am the aneurysm. I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> It was, this bitch said, I am the aneurysm. I'm like, baby, you said you wanted to diffuse this? You yeah, had to diffusing the it. Like, it was a big thing, but... Yo, I'm sick. That story is still developing. <laughs> no, it's not, because Monice is quiet. She nah. said, Mo, yo, Monice said, I'm not taking no interviews, no nothing from nobody else. She was on Wendy. I'm sure this is not over. But honestly, I mean, I'm going to go... Let me not say that, because Dr. Dre, you are a fucking documented abuser, so... Please. We're going to talk about more Dr. Never mind. Dr. Dr. Apparently. Dr. um, Dre, you have. Anyways, but Moniz, I just. What what threw me was that Moniz. What gets me tight about Moniz is that who. Nobody 
in her initial interview, she volunteered the information exactly. about Dr. Dre in April. Being so now it's coming across that you are obsessed with this bitch. This bitch is not fucking your baby father. Anymore. So why are you so <laughs> concerned about what bit, what fucking dick she is on to next? Right. Very weird. So it's like, I mean, I'm not going to say that she, her saying that warranted this response. It but it did, low-key. Threats, he did not. Threats from a grown-ass man, no, it did But it's not. a phone call. Out. In all reality... You don't know what that phone call... It doesn't matter. In Threat, all no, reality... No, because, <laughs> because you don't keep the same energy when I be like, 6 9 deserves it, but... No, but in all reality... It. Please cut it. No, we're not even going there. So <laughs> next... She lives in LA. He could have had somebody knock on her door. <laughs> <laughs> Still, all that's dead-ass wrong. She don't have no fucking security like 6 9 That... <laughs> exactly, and this is what I'm saying. He deserves it. Either way, in, in, she should have kept her fucking mouth shut. I just feel like I mean, I just she like had in, no business. In her initial conversation, she definitely did volunteer that information. It re- nobody asked. Her. Nobody asked, and she looked excited to fucking to, to what, shell the you know, come about, on. Oh, oh, I, oh, like I, I been new. However, at the same time, Dr. J, I'm not going to celebrate him either. No, like, I'm not celebrating him because you but are documented as an abuser. Yes. What's that bitch with the high voice? I forgot his. It's over the M. I forgot. But she had a whole. Michelle. 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 Bitch, stop fucking playing with me. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle, I think. She had a fucking documentary where she mentioned that Dr. East yoke her up and drag her out the fucking studio. Doing her bash, shooting at her, all type of shit. He did shoot at her. But I'm not surprised. But Nicole came forward talking about how she feels as though April's wearing her old clothes. (laughs) Wait, what? Like, come on. No, I'm out. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, go to the next topic. Go to the next I'm topic. <laughs> what? Speaking of messy bitches, the game, oh with his fat ass, came on fucking Clubhouse, name dropping. This is literally an extension of what he did on Wendy Williams when he sat down talking about he had three Kardashians. Well, two, because Angela is not married yet. And basically, he went on Clubhouse. It also reminds me of that song that he he did a song like in the start of his career about like all these um bitches that he fucked. Yeah. Like about all these like video girls. But continue, continue. He was on Clubhouse and he literally dropped a list of his bodies. And I in all my days <laughs> I never seen a man do this. But he's Ever. no stranger for doing this. He has done this quite a few times. Yeah, so in the clubhouse, he mentioned that he slept with Kim Kardashian, Khloe Kardashian, Lisa Ray, Drea, Keisha Cole, Black China, Erica Mena, India Love, Malia, who I don't fucking know. Someone tell Malia I'm on fire, she should work tonight. Okay. Call her King of Diamonds and tell China it'd be worth the flight. Okay. Drake had him first. That's disgusting. <laughs> Since Santana and Stacey Dash. Yeah, I remember. Okay, yeah. And of this list, for some reason, I'm very surprised at Lisa Ray. Literally. Like, but are we really that surprised considering that she... Oh, no. I'm bugging. That was Vivica. Yeah. I'm like, Vivica was fucking with 50s. Yeah. So, with Lisa Ray, like, I don't... Like, I always felt like she was... Like, I put her in, like, a Megan Good category mm-hmm. of, like, these actress bitches that, like, everyone loves, wants to fuck, but, like, not touched. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
So the fact that the game put her in this list of ran throughs. Dom is from, from the Players Club. It's just. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. Also shocking. Not only shocking because he spoke about it on Wendy. Kim and Chloe taking the same dick. Like, y'all are sisters. Like, it's one thing for friends to take the same <laughs> dick. But y'all have the same mother and father. <laughs> like, what point do y'all... Y'all don't have, like, a fucking group chat? Because let's be clear. Like, I have group chats with my friends. And I'm like, did you, did you touch this? Did you clip this? Like, before I move forward. So it's just like... The fact that y'all don't have this in order. I'm crying. I'm sure you have this fucking in order. All right. You ain't ain't talking about me. You you don't have this in order with your friends. This is back in college. You had this in order. I was a sniper. But you had this in order. Duh. The fact that these are (laughs) sisters. like. That's what niggas. Yo, (laughs) niggas used to be tight at me. It's like, once you clip me, nigga, you part of my collection. My friends will not touch you. (laughs) (laughs) I am real life future. Like, I'm real life future. (laughs) 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 Like, I don't know why niggas thought that they was going to clip me and they clip my friend. You're bugging. I'm I'm with a solid group of bitches over here. The Kardashians. You have already been submitted to the group chat. You are off the roster. Clearly. You should have chose wisely. Bendito. Like, <laughs> sorry, like, y'all niggas is bugs. It's, yeah, I, I just okay. feel like it's okay to fuck friends when you fuck sisters. Like, it's just like. <laughs> so, friends is okay, but bloodline is crazy. Ridiculous. <laughs> like, really ridiculous. You don't think so? No, bloodline is wild. I can't imagine sharing dick with my sister. Because I feel like friends, like, you just Sharing dick with my older sister would take me out. <laughs> like, with friends. Hey, if you listening, please, girl. With, I, we would never. Or friends, I just feel like you could, you could laugh about it. Like, okay, you fuck my nigga. Okay, like one night only. You can't justify it. Slow down, Playboy. Slow down, Holiday. No. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. Like my nigga, no. But if it's, but if it's like I had a one night stand and you also clipped him, yeah, like that shit is funny. Like, oh yeah, what he doing with you? Oh, he did that. Okay, girl. That's yeah, it. That's cool, right. but. If that's my consistent nigga, you're bugging. You're not clipping him. But I guess it's the same situation because it was one night stand for both. Like, nobody was jacking the game in all reality. That's true. Nobody was jacking the game. Nobody. Like, we saw him. And also, nigga, we seen you. Finger in India. India three years ago when she was fucking 19. Nasty ass nigga. Not the age. Yeah, uh, yeah, let's really talk about it. So you over here dropping fucking names. In Clubhouse. Mm. Erica Mena, I'm not surprised, but I'm I'm surprised to see her since Santana. It's the Erica Mena and since Santana who used to date. (laughs) Yeah, like the game. But I remember since Santana. This came out, I want to say probably a year or two ago. I don't recall. He had mentioned, he had put out a song and he mentioned, um, he basically dissed Joe Budden and since Santana. Because that's the time that Joe and since Santana were together. I forget that she pushed out a kid for Joe. Yeah. Sin. But yeah, but um, I remember Joe responded to him like, "Nigga, like I've been knew that you fucked her. Like, why what are you doing this out? Like, you basically doing this for clout." But the game does a lot of things for clout, and it, yeah. it's sad. But it's just like it's sad because I've been on his Instagram. He be looking good. <sighs> These niggas be going out fucking sad, like through and through. Like it's just crazy to see how things have changed. But also in the news this week. Treasure had a sit down with Unwind with Tasha K. She's like the YouTube Oprah. I did not know this. Same. But basically, like, she's occasionally doing, like, basically, like, a fucking green wall. 
<laughs> she's looking a mess and just talking shit. For this specific interview, like she gave fucking sixty minutes. Like babes, did she? Diane Sawyer realness. Hello. Like, um, it was a real thing. Like she sat down with Treasure, who was Black China's best friend. I believe they met in fucking Miami back during Black China stripper days. No, in DC. In DC, Philly, one of them. Yeah. DC. DC. Yeah, during Black China stripper days, and um, they've been like friends ever since. I believe it's like thirteen to sixteen years mm-hmm. of friendship. Mm-hmm. And Treasure was recently on Black China's show on Zeus, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason they fell out. That reason being the fact that Treasure didn't get paid. Treasure didn't get paid. Treasure also. It's um, basically alleged that Black China tried to steal her social security number. For embezzlement. That's where that whole thing went viral. Yeah. But essentially what's been taking place is um, Zeus had like this whole deal because, you know, like this is a whole new form of streaming mm-hmm. and a new form of reality TV. Yeah. So it's subscription based. So basically, I believe the whole... Um, Thing was that after 30 days is when she's supposed to like figure out like how the streaming numbers did and how much she's supposed to get paid or what have you. Mm-hmm. Apparently on day 29, there was an argument between Treasure and Black China that caused them to fall out, causing Treasure not to get paid. And this was during the Zeus days. Now the um company the show is being relicensed to WeTV. Yeah. So everything is that was on Zeus is now going to be aired on DTV. Yes, yeah, season and one. Treasure still hasn't been paid. And she hasn't been paid. She was also she had made mention how she was on Rob in China. Yes. Back with ETV. But she also mentioned that she found out that she wasn't going to get paid, which yeah. is why she left. Yep. So it was the whole thing, and apparently, like everyone else was paid on Rob in China, including Paige. Paige was paid like a couple thousand, like I think yeah. two to four thousand yeah. per episode. And Treasure was told that no one was paid because she spoke to Paige and Paige told her that she was getting paid. So that caused her to leave. Mm-hmm. So essentially, um, Treasure sat down with Tasha to just go off about everything their whole friendship, highlights, and I think she did it in a very respectful way. I think she was very articulate. I feel like low-key, it, I, it I, was malicious. What? Yes. I think that she didn't, I think, I didn't get malicious from Treasure because, one, I feel like she spoke about things that she was privy to, right? I yeah. think there was a number of things that she was like, I cannot speak to that because I was not present. I did not know her to exhibit these type of behaviors with me. I can only speak to what me and her interactions were. Yeah. I do think that there were times of salt and, you know, a little shade. Especially when she insinuated that Black China might have been on drugs. Malicious. How she still loves Tyga. Malicious. And the whole Kim the whole Kardashian thing was really odd. Malicious. <laughs> it might have been some teeth to that too though. Like I, I, I would I wouldn't call it malicious, but I definitely think that she I got malicious vibes. She, she opened a little bit of a Pandora's box in those type of subjects. I feel um, like Throughout the whole interview, like, I got where she was coming from in, in terms of, like, she didn't get paid and in terms of, like, what she's trying to do. Yeah. But I feel like, overall, like, the interview was very juicy. Oof, and it? I feel like it wasn't, like... My mug. Yeah. Like, when you text me and said, check Thanks. this out, I checked this out. <laughs> 
And I don't feel like Tasha had to do too much digging. Like, I don't feel like she this added to her as a journalist or anything of that sort. Like, all of the tea was put Treasure on the fucking gave forefront. Us a fucking biography. Yeah, in terms of... So, for those of you who haven't watched it yet or plan on watching, like, we get into Black China in terms of, like, her come up from stripper to her introduction to Tyga, her relationship with Tyga to her transition over into Rob. Yeah. Her relationship with the Kardashians in between those two relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, even post-Rob, yeah. essentially. And even, like, her, like, basically... Celeb- her celebrity and, and, and yeah, solidifying, solidifying her celebrity. Yeah. Because essentially that became solidified with her having Dream yes. Kardashian. So it was a whole thing. And for those of you who haven't or been on their fucking rock, um, the way how it was set up was Tyga and China was a huge thing. Tyga took China out to strip club. They got around the Kardashians. Kylie started fucking with Tyga. Kylie was like 18 at the time, 17. She was 17, but he was red-shirting her until she turned 18, and all of a sudden they were together. Keep in mind, um, China has just had a king, who is yes. their first child together. Yeah. And, you know, so that all happened, and then essentially, I didn't even know this, that Tyga put Black China out. Like, told her she had either. to go. I didn't know that either. Treasure, being malicious, basically, I feel like, as a friend, and this is what I say too, like, being real. I get what you're saying. As a friend, like, there's certain things that should not come out. Because I fell out with a lot of people. And stuff that we spoke about that was, like, real... It's vault. You know? Like, it's vault. And it was stuff that it was... It took place. Like, I discovered it through, you know, fucked up situations. Yeah. Like, you don't bring that out on Mad Day. That's true. You know? And I feel like in this situation, she brought up a lot of things because it was Mad Day. You know, so that's where I got the whole malicious thing from. Okay. Mentioning that Black China was fucking put out, like she was essentially homeless. She had to like move to a downtown apartment for a couple weeks, mm-hmm. and that, like, it was just really fucked up. You know, um, and also we found out that Rob apparently was the aggressor in that whole revenge situation in terms yeah. of yeah, you know, like them getting together, hooking up. What was what I wanted to, this reminded me, Treasure spoke about the cancellation of Rob and China season two. Yes. Right? And that whole thing. And and what actually came out in the headlines recently this week was that Black China has won her lawsuit against um, the Kris Kardashian? Jenner. She did? Yeah. And, um, Wait a minute. Let me Google this. Has won her lawsuit against Kris Jenner about, um, essentially she had a lawsuit that basically said that Kris Jenner and the Kardashian family defamed her name which basically resulted in etv pulling out of robin china season two. Oh, you're right yeah and so she won this lawsuit not i'm not gonna say that she's won but no she won she, the first won, round yeah she's won the first round to move forward with a with to to go to trial um and uh, essentially in november i think they said yeah, in November of this year. That's so crazy, they'll, too. They'll actually go to trial, and she's seeking millions of dollars in damages because of this. That's so crazy, too. That, like, this is not, you know, like, in the fucking media. Like, I haven't really seen this. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's so crazy. I saw this right after I watched this whole Treasure and oh, wow. um, thing interview. And I was like, oh, shit. I didn't even know that that was, you know, That's so thing. crazy. But apparently, you know, word on the internet is that... 
Chris Jenner was the ringleader of getting Robin China canceled. And so mm. apparently even the judge has says that, you know, according to Black China, she has a substantial amount of evidence to prove that, you know, the Kardashian and Jenners helped in defaming her name, which led to the loss of her show. Essentially, so you know, according to Treasure, her bestie, who I said is being malicious, is that my bestie and a Tessie? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it really is a moment to really um, refocus on those people that you call your best friend, child, because apparently Treasure said that she wouldn't, you know, give the Kardashians that much power because at the end of the day, this is their niece, Dream Kardashian, and of course, they want. The best for Bernice. Mm-hmm. She said that she would blame this on Black China because her actions in terms of like sending the footage to um, Rob of like the whole cheating and all that. Yeah, like that's ultimately like what led to all of this happening. You know, so yeah. Another another part of the um, Treasures interview that I wanted to highlight. What did you think about the whole fucking down? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I wanted to get into that because basically, essentially, Fucking Treasure down. Treasure says that, you know, she was black, black, black China was messing with Tyga and even Rob. And essentially, she, you know, she at that point, she, she was, yeah, into Rob. yeah, she had basically was using her pussy power for, you know, good use. Yes. But then at the Rob, she was linked to who? Fu- Michi, so crazy. Michi. I'm not even gonna put Future in that because I think Future is uh, up. Is he up as Kardashian? No, but he is up. I would he's say up he's up as far as like who else she was fucking with during that time. Right. Um, Michi, YB, and Almighty J. And the other nigga that was in Rob's role, Ferrari True, something like that. Mm, I don't know, yeah. But essentially, Treasure's like, you know, she was at that down. point in her life, Black China, bitch, you was panicked because you was fucking down on these bum ass niggas. That couldn't keep you in the fucking headlines. Like the way that the Kardashians could. And apparently from Treasure, she's basically making it seem as though like Black China is like a fame whore. And like she's Literally. doing everything to remain relevant. And how she there. calls the paparazzi and all of these things. But I also felt like... I was aligned there because... No, I we see that. Say, Black China, you was not checking for Rob. And, and, and even if know. Rob did pursue you, bitch, you have... You went into that with your intention on spiting Tyga and Kylie. But I feel like day. having the baby, yeah, like, it's just landed like, in your fucking head. Yeah, because he's the only one that can ever produce another Kardashian. It just made sense. But the fact that Treasure confirmed that he was pursuing her, like, yeah. it it was perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, but the fact that she, let me tell you something. I don't like Taurus bitches. Taurus bitches are masterminds. And I'm just going to leave that there. China's a Taurus? Yes. Mm-hmm. But well, Angela, Angela. But I feel like too, like the reason why I say Treasure is malicious and like you never need friends like that around you, is like all of her flaws, like in terms of being a sex demon or a sex addict, as she may, like all of that did not need to be highlighted in this interview. Okay. You know, like the she owes you money. Okay. Keep on the business of things. The fact that you're going into her personal and did she have this kid out of spite or did she not or did, who does she love? I mean, you know she got to throw some sauce on it. I mean, at the- it was very malicious, and I was just like, Ugh. speaking of those friends, I mean, I just feel like at some point though, I think um, 
you know, Black China and Treasure's relationship might have been something of like, I met you here and now you're like, we're here, so we might have outgrown each other type of thing. Where I feel like, I think a lot of Treasure's frustrations came from of like, seeing China's success. I don't think it's seeing success. I think I think because she, what I did like was, and I what I truly believed was she was like, China's bag was never my my bag, and what stood out to me, the one quote that really stood out to me was she was just like, the fish. China didn't get. Yeah, I was, I like, was she, like, oh my god. She was like, she was like, I'm a person that wants to learn how to fish. And China, she's not gonna teach China you. China wanted to throw me a fish, and I think that says a lot about control, right? Like yeah. you don't want someone mastermind. You don't. You want to keep people to a place where they need you for stuff. Right. Versus putting your friends in a position of power to do for themselves. You get what I'm saying? So I Absolutely. You know, that was that was very telling in China's aspect. Because China gets up here, she she gets on her interviews and she gets in her light voice and she <laughs> the little fucking the dimple, the dimple the impressions that she made for herself. She's like, Yeah, <laughs> I don't ask nobody for child support. I don't know why everybody and does I'm me self-made. wrong. I'm a and boss. I'm self-made. And I'm this and I'm that. And it's like, no, you fucked over some people. And though. you fucked. Everybody <laughs> has fucked. You are so annoying. No, but let's Andrew. be clear. Like, I feel like people's really trying to, like, give her this whole, like, independent bitch title. Like, let's be clear. Like, if she's supposed to fall to fucking shit, you have child support to fall back on. She don't do child support. She don't do it yet because she doesn't have to. <laughs> but it's... Not. You can fall back on it. You know what Not I'm saying? She like, don't do it yet. And let's be clear, because you haven't needed to. Like, you've had opportunities to, you know, like, capitalize off of your influence. For sure. But let's be clear. Like, if you're supposed to struggle, you have Rob and you have Tyga. Tyga's fucking for money on OnlyFans. And Rob has Kardashian coin. So, very good. Yeah. You know, so essentially, like, you fucked and had these kids as a fucking retirement plan. Which is smart. Like, I'm not going to take that from... But it also adds to that whole, like, mastermind. Yeah. You get me? But I also feel like Treasure, too, like... The part that pissed me off about her in this interview overall is, like... I don't feel like she took the right amount of accountability. Like, the whole, like, oh, Black China told me that I shouldn't join the Bad Girls Club when they were calling me. Yeah, yeah. Black China told me to close my spa, and then she opened a spa. Like, you're a grown-ass bitch with kids. Yes. And like at, at what point, point two, two or three kids. At what point are you gonna wake up and be like, okay, like even though she's saying no, like she's not giving me any money. Because she didn't pay you from Robin China. China. So why the fuck would she pay you from the fucking the zoo show? That's like true. wake up. Wake up, ho. Come on. So it's just like there was no, no yeah. accountability on her that. point. I feel that. So I was just like, this interview is very juicy, great content, but also very malicious. Okay. You know, so it's just like what was that? Um, this week, Megan debuted her new relationship with Party Fontaine, Cardi B's ghostwriter. And, you know, I think he's from Poughkeepsie. He's from Newburgh. Same shit. I don't give us. a fuck about the motherfuckers. New Falls. No. Yes. I've never seen him. We never, you never been to a party in Newburgh? Oh, no, that was after you graduated. No. Yeah. 2015. Annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, Megan's with a new nigga. How do you feel about this? Streets was saying that he was yoking her up in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> How do I feel? I feel like too soon. I feel like this relationship um, is forced and fake. That's what I feel. 
It's given very much so. This is this is reminding me about of Meg and Moneybag. Like nobody just believed it. I just think that our introduction to Megan Party comes from a live where he was clearly very aggressive and irate, and he bust into the bathroom um, of her and being very aggressive. And then, and it's like, granted, I'm not gonna sit here. I'm not gonna be like the timeline and be like, oh, like he's abusive and you know whatever the yeah. case may be. I'm just saying, like, I'm just thinking about as a consumer. Yeah. Just viewing it. Yeah. Viewing Meg's last year in review and to now, this is not how I want to be introduced to your new spouse. Not spouse. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't want to be introduced in that in that manner, right? Mm-hmm. I found it very triggering. Like, I feel like, I don't know, like, then she went on live and she was, you know, a little bit under the, the influence. And she's like, oh, my boo is mad at me. Blah, and blah, he's so blah. cute and he big and he's and fine. Then, and then she goes the next day and she's like, oh, I don't like the way that y'all attack and party. He is a nice person. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Something about that is very triggering to me, considering that you have been a victim of essentially domestic violence with essentially. your shooting with Tory Lanez, right? Yes. You wouldn't go on. You wouldn't go on live and say, "Hey, I don't like the way you're addressing Tory." Hmm. It felt that in itself, that explanation, like those those two days of like seeing that live and then her coming on live to defend him, it felt very weird. It felt very strange coming from a person who is is fighting a legal case with an assault. With a deadly weapon. I just. That right there doesn't sit right with me. On top of the fact that I feel like this relationship is fake, oh. I feel like, Meg, what do you have to gain? This nigga's not adding no value to you. You are adding all the value to him. Absolutely. Let's be clear. Party, I'm in tune with Party because outside of the music that he wrote for Cardi, back, I listen to, yeah, to a couple of his songs, and I love that he represents women. I, I think he generally represents in his music. In um, his music. I'm glad you... In his... In his, <laughs> in his music, he represents women of all shapes, sizes, colors. In a positive way. Yeah, in a positive manner. And so that's why he's always been like, you know, someone that sticks out to me. He does look good. But, I mean. He's a knockoff um, chop smoke. The Please. introduction to Spare him me. in this relationship is not it. Especially coming off the. Also, too, I just feel like, I mean, and who am I to say if Megan is ready to be in a relationship or She's not? not. But I'm just like, are you healed? Is the mic on? Are you healed, sweetheart? Megan's you cannot tell me. You was just a couple, less than six months ago, you were on live crying about how, how much trauma you have been through and how much trauma you are trying to cope with. It finds me very hard to believe that you are in a space to be in a healthy and functional relationship. All right. That's all I'm saying. I'm not coming as a hater or nothing like that, but I just, I just don't believe it. And it's like, Megan, you keep doing this shit that it just, it just, it's not genuine. It's not. All in the fucking comments of this shit, despite the fucking generic ass, because a lot of y'all women, y'all like to move the goalposts. Women love to move the goalposts on the type of abuse that they'll tolerate. Mm. And that's the fucked up part. Because it's like, you know, you, un- you get upset when niggas are defending Tory because y'all move the goalposts on the type of abuse y'all want to accept. So you'll accept because because party done did something nice for her on Valentine's Day. You'll accept the fact that 
He's barking that, on her in the studio? You, He's barking on her, and in that video, she looked uncomfortable with the way that he had his oh, he hand was around, around her neck. I would not say he was... I don't think that he was intentionally choking her at all. But she looked uncomfortable. I just want Megan to stop. I just want Megan to stop too. She's. It's really giving easy because if you guys can think back, like a couple months, maybe even weeks ago, he was on Instagram. It was weeks ago. It was weeks ago. He was on Instagram basically posting her picture, talking about Mm -hmm. Woman Crush Wednesday Mm -hmm. and how he has a crush on her. Ah 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 ah. And now, a couple weeks later, she's in his arms, you know, like gushing and blushing in love. Her boyfriend, she's so happy. So it just really makes Megan so easy, so attainable. And it's just like, that's fine and grand dandy. But it's like, Megan, aside from all of that, like you've been through so much trauma throughout the past couple years that we've been introduced to you. You know, who's to know what took place prior to that? You lost your mother, this whole, um, grandmother too. Yeah. This whole, like, shooting incident, like, make it, like, you really need to be pictured with a therapist. Take time. P- period. Like, it's just too much, too soon, too fast. And I don't think parties in the right reasons. You know, like, I, I just really don't, don't, I don't think I just so. don't believe it. Just like y'all still want me to believe Lori Harvey and fucking Michael. Let's, did you, did you see the, the real gag is as it as it the more until you said it the more I watch them on social media the more I'm disgusted. Publicity stunts. This bitch did not even. This bitch did not post as much with Future. <laughs> at all. At all. Did you see the and caption? Future's a nigga that you might want to post with. Don't you see that? <laughs> did you see the captions? He posted. It was like they had date night. This is after Valentine's Day. After he um rented out the whole movie theater, the aquarium for her. That's rented out the movie theater for future. Yeah, sorry. Next stories. (laughs) But basically, date night. They have a photographer present, right? And they're by the water, and she's in this beautiful metallic dress, and she's all smiles. He's all smiles, and same picture or similar picture. He posts, I love you so much. She posts, all smiles. <laughs> so it's like, is y'all this love? No, yeah, y'all can't get me. I'm on to y'all. Yeah. It's not it. It's spooky. The turtle and nugget, I'm, I'm, I'm on to y'all. And to take her to an aquarium because you call her t- a turtle, like... And you call her an Hermes stock? Give me a bag. Shut the fuck up. Please. Like, come on. Pissing me off. Like, I'm just tired. Meg, I'm sorry. I just don't care for this relationship. I'm not I don't, sorry, babe. I'm not, I'm not aligned to this. And I'm not going to support anything that I just feel like at the end of the day, bitch, you jumped into a new relationship but didn't jump into a relationship with your therapist. So confused. So confused. And so fucking confused. Megan? Because I want some real shit five years from now when she's on her Britney Spears 07. I don't want to hear nothing because, I have, because I've been telling y'all this. This we replay the episode to y'all. This is where this is headed. Like, yeah. it's like, you're going to find yourself tied to these bum-ass... Like, at least, even when Cardi and Offset, like... Offset was a part of a successful group. Like, he had to, like... Granted, did Cardi elevate Offset? Yes, absolutely, because she's a fucking superstar. You know, whatever. But Cardi is low-tier. Like, yes, he writes for Cardi. Low-tier is... Oh, like yes, he writes for Cardi Cool, but it's like okay. What else is going on? I just they like, nigga, you ain't never on the billboards or the big checklist. He wasn't for that 
Peaches? Yeah, packing it up. I mean, I don't know that if it went number one. one. I'm not sure. Not number one, but at least a book one. Maybe. But I'm just like, you know, I'm just yeah, like. It's not a one way. You Meg, know. you didn't want to attach yourself to Tori, but you attached yourself to him. Let me tell you something. Me off. My mother always told me when you're dating, like, this is Bible. Not even data, but if you're going to date, like, that person needs to be on your level or better. Yeah. You yeah. know? And I feel like yeah. that really applies to the situation because. I get it too because you're Megan Thee Stallion, like you're a woman, and you know heteronormative relationships. Like, the man needs to be doing, he needs to be able to do something for you. What can party do for you, Megan? <laughs> what can Everybody he do for was you? Everybody going crazy over there at Valentine. I was not moved by that. What did he do? He he got her a private a cater, jet, a, 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 a catered dinner, and some nice a nice spread of roses and. Okay. You know, like the regular. Because uh, I saw Sweetie. I saw Cardi. What was the gift? I saw a Nugget and Turtle. <laughs> I saw the Hermes stock. And how much stock did he get in Hermes? Because you can give me $5. It's not the bag. Come on. It's like, people bag. be so caught up on bullshit. But yeah, in that situation. Crazy. I call Bluff, and y'all gonna be mad at me, but then y'all gonna come back a couple of weeks later when they've all of a sudden are not together and I'm going to be like, I told you I But I'm telling you too, like, and this is for relationships. If you're arguing within the first couple months, let's, come on, sweetie. And it's been like, what, a couple weeks and you in the studio like really barking on her? Like, and now, and the reason too is it's come like, on. she is, I wish Meg just knew the, the power of her celebrity. Because <laughs> now, all these fucking from Elle magazine, the People magazine, Billboard, oh. doing all these fucking pieces about, ooh, who is Meg the Stein new boo? Party. Nobody knew about him. Clout for him. Good for him. Clout for him. You know, but Did you see the magazine she was with? And with um no makeup? Bizarre. A couple of them icon issues. I got issues. So, are you giving Megan icon status? Wait, what? No, I want to know. I was just saying about because No. Because I'm sure there's someone in America giving Megan the Stallion. You ain't listening to this podcast. <laughs> so Megan you, is not an icon. You're not giving her icon no. status. She hasn't done anything that pushed the envelope. <laughs> she hasn't. Okay. She hasn't done anything that pushed Just because she's popping now doesn't mean she's an icon. Like, I would even say Cardi's an icon. She's pushed the envelope. She has, she has <laughs> transcended about what a, coming from an IG personality, to Coming into artist? rap, to even into, into fucking fashion, being the face of Balenciaga, whatever the case may be. I'm giving I'm giving Cardi icon status. This whole she's not a legend. The people, no, no, she's not legend because of the time. Um, that whole, I'm not even gonna talk about that because I already said so much. Okay. But people are not happy about this shoot. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, they're the giving national- big drama about these big major publications not being able to photograph black people, but I don't even feel like that's the issue. I feel like there's something else brewing, but I don't want to get into that. Okay, cool. We can revisit this at a later time, but I'm just saying, I wasn't even upset at the no makeup look. I was just upset at the poses, the angle. The fashion? The hard... Because I went back and I looked at <laughs> Nikki and Cardi's shoots on Harper's Bazaar, and they did not look like that. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. This should be so caught up on the name. Harper's Bazaar, you look bizarre. 
So Tori, you know, to transition, he's been in the news this week Thank because you. this little piggy spent 30k on his airline. <laughs> Pull up to the sea with my ceiling missing. The ceiling was missing. That bitch pulled up to the fucking basketball <laughs> game <laughs> looking a fucking mess. Like he looked like a fucking troll doll. Like it was really disgusting through and fucking through. Like I high key think it was a stress taking a toll on him. Somebody in a comment said, yo, Meg stressing you out. And it shows. Ooh. You know, like I'm no stranger to, you know, a little patch or two. But to have your whole fucking kufi gone. <laughs> <laughs> your kufi? Like, it's really just beyond me at this young age. Like, Tori, and especially, like, you're so vocal about how much racks you spent on your airline. Like, why not spend the rest on the back, you know? Like, it's just a lot. But Tori... Mind you, up. apparently he got the same hairline that Tiger got. And Safari too. So I want to see their roofs. Tiger. Well, their has... roofs. What are you calling roofs? <laughs> 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 Tiger has braids now, so oh, okay, so he doing good. He doesn't have this issue. Um, it's a lot taking place. Also, in the news this week, Meek Mill. You want to jump into him because I'm sure you have your cape out, dusted off, and on your back. Uh, you know the chases. <laughs> um so yes child meek mill he he's yeah. not a fan fave no and it's honestly it's getting harder and harder for me to cake for him but whatever i'm as gonna do it you're admitting it yeah i'm gonna do what i can do but um basically this week i think a clip was released um of um he had released from an unreleased song um a particular line that did not fare well with folks, and it was a Kobe Bryant line, and he says, "This bitch I'm fucking with only always tell me that she loved me, but she ain't never showed me. Yeah, if I yeah, and if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper. It'll be another Kobe. Child, they got upset. Um, social media, specifically Twitter, um." Basically took the Twitter and was basically saying like that that line very was, was very insensitive, very insensitive, untimely, very especially untimely. read the fucking room, Meek. Come on, like it's just disgusting the fact that you're still doing shit like this. And we knew you was a bitch, but to go to these limbs, especially with Kobe, someone who is such you know an icon, such a legend within our community, to just you know just be so insensitive and to just be so disgusting and careless with your use of bars to just tie him into that mediocre line is just really ridiculous, you know? And I just, I'm glad that the culture is seeing the bitch for who I always knew him to be. Oh my gosh, shut up. Um, <laughs> are you done? I'm sorry, right? Good, okay. And so Meek um, took to Twitter and he basically, um said that um, somebody, pro his response to the backlash was, somebody promo a narrative and y'all follow it. Y'all are internet antics, cannot stop me. So shit are you. Is, shit is like Zombieland or something. And so basically he says, you know, can't you read the room? Like they're trying to control your mind. Like, you know, they're they're paying to influence y'all. It's almost like mind, um, a mind control. Oh, and I mean, my stance is, 
I personally do think that it's insensitive. I think it's an insensitive line. Absolutely. Um, especially because during this time of the year when Kobe actually died. During this time. I, I, I just, I just think it's insensitive. And the reason why I, I fall on the side of I don't think that that line should be present. This is solely just because it was mediocre. It's a mediocre line. Thank you. I don't think it adds. I think Meek could come up with a thousand other chopper lines that did not need Kobe's, you know, name. He also went to Instagram. He posted a picture of a hat and had Kobe and Gigi, and he was like, you know, paying respects, et cetera, et cetera. In quotes. However, I don't like, you know, it's unfortunate that we get to pick and choose who we want to cancel and who we want to, you know, harp on because not for nothing, like, I mean, we can say that Nikki had a similar line, word to pop body smoking like a big blunt. Pop is not here. That, don't don't do that. I'm just saying no, no but don't like, do that. I'm thinking about don't other. I'm thinking about other lines. No, Where's the don't. Pop body smoking like a big blunt. Don't do that. Dust to dust. This nigga's not here. Don't do that. But is that not that though? No. <laughs> you, see, now who got their cape on? You do. You do got that. your cape on because see, I don't like that. If, if we're gonna have an honest conversation, let's have it. No. Where's to pop body smoking like a big blunt? When I heard that line, that line was really crazy to me. No. But everybody went crazy about it, so I never said nothing. No. On God. On God. On God. I felt like that that line was really crazy. Word to pop body smoking like a big blunt. His name is Pop Smoke. I get word to pop body. Pop's body is dead. No, she met. What are you talking about? She met her body is smoking like a big blunt, but it was word to pop because Pop Smoke. I'm done. Don't do that to her. I'm not doing. And this, you know I love Mickey. So no, but in this Meek Mill situation, it's not even like Kobe Bryant or it was literally the chopper part is what made it insensitive, uh, okay. careless, and all these. Do not do that, <laughs> <laughs> y'all. He got his finger in my face. <laughs> Are you serious? I gotta get a little double after. <laughs> Damn, I thought I thought I thought I found the little loophole. No, the fact that you did that, <laughs> Mickey, I love you. The chopper part is what's careless and sensitive, and like the fact that it wasn't even just Kobe's in that fucking chopper. Yeah, it was in his, that chopper. <laughs> Don't say it that. was a daughter, his daughter, and, and a whole other yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, please. That's why Six Nine ran down on that bum ass bitch. He ain't run down on nobody. He's he pussy ran ass. down on him, and Meek was looking stupid in his Gullah Gullah Island hat. I'm crying. He had his mouth open, looking like he was fucking trying to catch air. He was upset. He looked stupid as fuck. Um, he was looking pussy. Six Nine called him all types of pussy. And Six Nine was looking tough. In that situation. Behind, behind what? Security. Behind his money. Please, I want him to really come to the hood. I know niggas that will really touch him for nothing. Yeah, exactly. So cut it out. So Meek has been like ever since even Six Nine was incarcerated, Meek has been the voice of the streets. Just talking about snitch culture and all these things and ah 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 ah. And it's just really funny to see how basically when Six Nine ran down on him with his security guards and what have you. With his security guards. Meek essentially was just not prepared. He was just singing a different tune. Like, you really cannot stand. I, 
hate when you be reporting on certain shit because you don't you be really adding the fucking sauce on it. This is my POV. Go. If you want to give your POV, feel free. <laughs> That's what we got a podcast for. <laughs> <laughs> feel free. But I truly feel as though like Meek Mill has been someone that has been bullying Six Nine. You know, since incarceration, you know, even afterwards, like just someone who has been very vocal about like snitching and snitch culture. And I get it, but I don't feel as though like he's been fair in a situation, especially considering like, as they mentioned, he has been surrounded by fucking snitches, you know, and you're so straight. So in the specific meek situation I'm on the side of 6ix9ine. When we transition over into what's been transpiring between 6ix9ine and the entire O Block, you know, 63rd, 60, wherever. We not from 63rd? It's been, it, it, it's where I kind of, you know, like step out of the conversation because it gets a little too straight for me when 6ix9ine is talking about people's dead and rest in piss and apparently he had um FaceTime him and little Reese was on Instagram yeah. live together and little Reese pulled out like a gun and was just like come to the street and six nine was like where was that gun when you shot on yourself? <laughs> apparently <laughs> little Reese shit on himself I don't know at one point or another and it was a whole thing. Um he told them to have King Von come to his live. I bet he won't show up knowing King Von is dead. You heard what Dirk said on Get Him Back in Blood. <laughs> I'm just, y'all keep. So it, it, it's getting really sticky. Um, 600 Breezy, who was once with Sky, basically said, like, if he runs into 6ix9ine, like, he's going to jail. Respectfully. Respectfully. Um, you know, 6ix9ine. Like, I just don't agree with the bringing up King Von. You know, like, it's okay to attack everyone who's alive, you know, but I feel like bringing up King Von, especially King Von has family. He had no beef with you, you know, so to bring him up in this situation, it doesn't sit well with me, but... You already know my, my POV. I definitely know your POV. My POV, as far as 6 9 and me, I just feel like that whole situation was just nothing but cloud chasing. Like, you Disruptive know, marketing. You use that footage to put in your video that whoever, many people... Honestly, I really feel like you forged... I really feel like niggas don't really even fucking care about you, 6 9 Nobody cares about you, Takashi. Nobody cares about you, Daniel. <laughs> Nobody cares about you. You want to be relevant. You've been silent for quite some time. Nobody cares about you. You thought that your album was going to do numbers. It didn't. Nobody's checking for you. <laughs> you don't have any relevancy. Right? And so you run down on me. And, you know, it's very strategic, though, in what 6ix9ine does. Because you run up on me. Me, who has, regardless of what you want to say, he has put himself in the sphere of people that most rappers, like, to be in the, to be in the likes of, you know, whether it's NFL owners and um, Jay-Z and, like, other different rooms. Like, he has elevated himself in that aspect, you know, or whatever the case may be. Because of Nicki. And um, 
You know, I just feel like 6ix9ine, you was very strategic in who you wanted to target. Like, Meek is a rapper that has been very vocal about, I'm not doing nothing because at the end of the day, I've been on probation for 10 plus years, and niggas is looking for any reason to send me back to jail. So at the end of the day, you're not going to get the same response. This whole situation kind of reminded me of Dirk had recently tweeted, it was like, essentially saying like, you're not going to catch me on the internet doing no real street shit because I'm really the streets. <laughs> and I felt that like he said a little bit and a lot in that one tweet. Mm. And 6 9 don't govern that. Like he doesn't run by that because he has been this fucking industry plant of being this gangbanger, being this whatever. And he, still to some extent, even as a snitch, he's still running with this narrative with this, with this narrative yes. of like oh look at me i'm magic blah 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 whatever you talking crazy to these niggas from chicago whatever the case may be you speaking crazy about no, a no like homie. it it's and ridiculous let you, and let me tell you back when take going back to our episodes when we covered you know the trial that whole industry like that's nothing new like chicago niggas like they be like yeah i'm smoking on that tuka pack i'm smoking on that you know, whatever pack of whoever dead homie it is, that's nothing new for them. But guess what? Them, them niggas kill on both sides, though. They right? do kill on both and sides. Like, I think it's really fucked up that security, that 6 9 has paid fucking security by fucking taxpayers for you to be doing this fucking foolishness. Because yeah. real life, if 6 9 was a regular-ass nigga, he would have been dead by now. He would have. And I think that it's fucked up. Like, my... Daniel, I would have no, I would have no issue with Daniel if he would have came out and just lived his life. Like, I don't think that you should even been in the music industry, Nick. You need to get into real estate. You need Not to get real into estate. investment. You need to make <laughs> embezzlement. You need to get into. You need to make your money in a different way. But for you to come back to the same fucking culture, the same fucking industry, with the same so, energy, and the same energy, I don't understand why he doesn't think that a terrible ending is not near for him. Yeah, I think I it's because it hasn't happened yet. That's why. It's sad because it's like um, when when he was on his rise of stardom at the height of his stardom, when he sat down at any interview, everybody told him, this is going to end up two ways for you, in jail or dead. Because he went you, to jail already. Because you're going around and you tell everybody, suck my dick, I'm the toughest nigga out, come test my gangster, come do this X, Y, Z. So what do you think? You don't think that you are going to meet your maker at some point? Yeah, I just find that I agree with you. I, I just, just want to say get it. Like, that it's niggas that's really out here that what you're saying because you don't actually live it. They do. They don't mind doing the 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 fucking bid to to fucking get rid of you. But I feel like I'm glad you said that. Like I feel like we haven't seen that yet. Like he's been out for years now, and he's been doing the same thing for years. And it's like, huh? He's been out for like a year. But like he's been doing this before he even went in. Yeah. You know, and to this extreme too, like in terms Until of fucking um his manager and shit had pl- the only reason why this nigga got arrested is because niggas had a hit on for his life. In his camp. FBI stepped in because nigga, you was about to be a goner. In his camp too. So I think now because he's by himself, like it's even more like his whole p- plan is even more <laughs> sanctioned. I just I just don't understand why he wants to bring so much I don't understand a person, like, outside of all the street shit, whatever, you bring negative energy towards you, what do you expect out of your life? Like, like, what do you, what do you expect to be different? Right. Like, like, do you, do you expect for your outcome to be different? Positive? No! You're going to meet a negative outcome. I feel you on that. 
I'm definitely not from the street, you know. But I feel like what's happening here too is like aside from everything, like he's I wouldn't even say trying. He is like essentially like testing that age old like street philosophy theory of like he's trying to like re image what it is to be a snitch, you know, what it is to be a gangster. It is dangerous, 100%, because, like, if he didn't have money, like, he would have been gone, you know? But because he has money, like, we're seeing a whole different image being pushed to the forefront of, like, he's on with these killers and these people who are doing shadow work. But because he's on the forefront, basically pussying them out on the forefront, they can't do anything. You get me? I can't like, I was watching me, the live and my mouth was on the floor. It's riveting. It's really riveting. He said, I'm going to pour some liquor for King Vaughn. King Vaughn. playing with people. Like, I'm just, like, it's just really. Because oh I'm God. just like, you know, and, and, and like you said, we haven't seen it, but it doesn't mean that we won't. That's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't mean that we, we won't. Haven't, we, we haven't seen it. It doesn't mean that we won't. And I don't understand. You've been through. Nigga, you got arrested by the feds and you turned state. Like, you became I turned state. that very same day, right? Essentially. I don't understand how you are operating in some... Like, you already... Why do you not want positive from your life? Like, you could... Like, what? I don't like, think he has a real reason to live. I'm talking about... I'm talking about larger reasons. Like, you have a fucking mother. You got a fucking... Like, I don't know if, you know, security extends to his extended family or whatever, but real life shit, like... Yeah. I Literally, as you, you said that... You have a kid. I was thinking about... You have a well-known baby mother. I was thinking about Baddie G's sister. What's her name? I forgot. Um, damn, I forgot her name. Fuck, I forgot her name. Yeah, I was Go thinking ahead. about her, because she was in the, the back of the video when he was... Oh, you mean Jade. Baddie Jade. Yeah, Jade. Oh, so you Jade. Yeah. yeah. She was in the back of the video when he was pouring a liquor for King Von. And then King Von has a line in one of his songs where he was like, if I should die, I'm boosting the murder rate. And he was like, y'all niggas ain't do shit. That was, I was like, oh my God. It's like, it was just so much. It was so much, but. And now I want to, damn, I wish I would have known. See, this stuff doesn't come across my desk because I have 6 9 block on Instagram. Oh my gosh. But I wish, I want to know, did Dirk tweet coincide with this happening? No, it was before. It was, it was before. before. Oh, okay. But, like, I'm just saying, like, dur- okay? Yeah. It's like, it's just a lot. I, I don't I just don't, I just, I just find it really sad that, like, he is inviting all these negative things to him when it's like, you got a second chance. Honestly, to be honest, completely, I feel like 6 9 is working with, like, some type of spiritualist, some type of obia, voodoo. Cause it doesn't make any sense. Like I feel like what he's doing right now is essentially to promote his album, his new music. Because essentially, this new song is out right now, Zaza, and the video to go with it, where he's he has like the snippet of uh, Meek Mill, and I feel like everything is surrounding promotion for that, and it's working. Twenty four million now, twenty four million views in less than fucking a week. All I know is that Dirk said he was dissing on my cousin. Now his asshole in that wood, huh? 
Boom, 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 boom. And what's crazy too is while he, his ass, I wish he would come. While he was arguing with Meek, he was fucking quoting Pusha Very strange. <laughs> <laughs> like very strange ass behavior. Yo, Daniel got to safe up. I mean, whatever. But also if too, not, if he's not praying for his well-being, neither am I. Aside from all of the negativity, like I feel like it really just go to show like New York versus like other states. Because when I tell you, like, he was really getting at them, like, verbally, like, not giving up, like, like, really hitting them, really hitting them where it hurts. Yeah, but if you're not willing to stand on that, that's crazy. Because Lil Reese, like, pulled up the gun when, um, 6ix9ine said, and it was like, it wasn't a regular gun. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't a regular one. (laughs) It was an exotic (laughs) Yo! It was definitely exotic. And nigga said, nigga said, put that away. What was that gun when you shooting yourself? <laughs> and I feel like that was so New York to say because, like, fuck all the action. Like, we going to have some heat to give you verbally. Yeah, but, that, but also I think that's the thing that separates us from other states where niggas don't really be doing all that gift the gab. <laughs> it's with the action. Like, nigga, I'm not arguing. Like, Atlanta, but I have security, Atlanta, so you can talk niggas, to my security. Don't talk to me. Atlanta <laughs> niggas be having this on them. Like, you come at the club, blah, blah, blah. Like, they really do. Rent, like, nobody got time. Like, nigga, we exchange. I've been there a couple food. times. Okay? We exchange a few words inside, but now we're outside. So, what's up? <laughs> it's up and stuck. Like, you know, so, I mean. You know, like I said, I'm not wishing him well if he's not wishing it for himself. So, you already know how I feel about Daniel. Dead. Um. Now let's transition. We gave you checkpoints this week. Now let's transition over into the checkmate. I'm giving it to Senator Ted, Ted Cruz. I believe he's a Republican. Yeah. And basically, during all of the fucking shit shows and the fucking tropical storm, not tropical, the winter storm that has been taking place in Texas, Ted Cruz decided to take his fucking family on a Cancun trip. Babes, did he? And literally, like, it was while everyone was fucking freezing. Like, lights was out. Niggas did not have heat. Groceries in the snow. Groceries in the snow. Pipes bursting. Houses getting flooded. He decided to take his family to Cancun. And essentially, he received a bunch of backlash from everyone. Twitter being my main source. Like, the memes was endless. And... It was just a shit show overall. He basically um, came back and said that he agreed that it was a mistake. Can and I read his statement? Sure. Oh, my gosh. Because this was real. Yeah. This statement took me out. I saw an interview. <gasps> he was like, it was a mistake, and his wife wanted to do it. Go ahead. Oh, my God. He goes, um... Essentially, he goes, um, our homes are freezing and our lights are out like millions of Texans. Our families lost heat and power, too. With school canceled for the week, our girls asked to take a trip with friends. Wanting to be a good dad, I flew down with them last night and am flying back this afternoon. My staff and I are in constant communication with state and local leaders to get to the bottom of what happened in Texas. We want our power back, our water on, our homes, our homes warm. My team and I will continue using all our resources to keep Texans informed and safe. <sighs> Not to throw being a good dad. No, that Your fucking daughters wanted to fly to Cancun. Yep. That's been an excuse that he's been using. And it's like no, no one is identifying with it at all. Because apparently, too, like he's been using the excuse of he works remotely. 
So if he was even supposed to be working from Cancun, it wouldn't be an issue. That's the excuse that he's been giving. Yeah, and apparently, like, this trip was, like, months planned in advance. So it wasn't, like, a spur-of-the-moment thing is what the excuses that he's been using. He said he agrees that it was a mistake, but family first. But my whole take on the situation is you're a fucking politician, you know, and especially, like, during this fucking time... There's a rare time of crises. The fact that you decided to leave, you know, and especially to fucking Mexico. The same place y'all wanted to build a wall. Keep in mind, you're a fucking Republican. So. Y'all was building up the wall. Now, because it's a winter around. storm, you want to go to fucking Cancun? Like, I just felt like it was just so much to unpack here. And, like, somebody made the joke. <laughs> it was ice joke. But <laughs> no. <laughs> you're not gonna get us canceled. It was so good. No. Tell me, tell me, tell me off mic. Okay. <laughs> I'm saving us. Please. <laughs> but I just felt like to like Senator Cruz, like you guys could have went to fucking LA, Miami. The fact that you guys decided to leave the country during this time, like and on top of that too, like you could have did it to like your family, your daughter, whoever get to go to Miami, but you're still, like, on the forefront helping with relief. Being a fucking face. Being a fucking senator, like, your job. You know, so all that just went through the window. And it just, like, really just reinforced my thoughts on, like, politics and, like, all these people who, you know, like, they save at their dreams. Like, no, fuck all that. Like, you want to check. And this is that check. And it just showed in this situation, this time of conflict, and fucking controversy disaster. and disaster. disaster, and you're fucking for the infrastructure leaving. of your fucking city. And I'm not. I feel like for I read. State. I feel like I read that they took a PJ, but what? <laughs> yes, not a PJ. Mm-hmm. Mm, but okay. I could be mistaken. I'm so aligned to yours. My checkmate too also goes to um, Colorado City, Texas Mayor oh. Tim Boyd, who has recently. Um, resigned over a controversial Facebook post where essentially he is really calling out the residents of Texas during the storm. So I'm going to read part of it because it's a long um, spiel, but he goes, this is how he starts off his post. Let me hurt some feelings while I have a minute. (laughs) He goes, no one owes you Um, or your family anything, nor is it the local government's responsibility to support you during trying times like this. Sink or swim, it's your choice. I heard about that on Twitter. (laughs) The city and county, along with power providers or any other service, owes you nothing. I'm sick and tired of people looking for a damn handout. If you don't have electricity, you step up and come up with a game plan to keep your family warm and safe. If you have no water, you deal without and think outside of the box to survive and supply water to your family. I can't. I can't even continue reading anymore. Cause no, because you please continue. Okay. <laughs> if you if you are sitting at home in the cold because you have no power and are sitting and waiting for someone to come rescue you because you're lazy is direct result of lazy. your raising. Because you're lazy. Only the strong will survive and the weak will perish. Folks. And this is a politician. Yes. 
You see what I'm talking about? God has given us the tools to support ourselves in times like this. This is sadly a product of a socialist government where they feed people to believe that the few will work and others will become dependent for handouts. Am I sorry that you have been dealing without electricity and water? Yes, but I'll be damned if I'm going to provide for anyone that is capable of doing it for themselves. Yeah. We have lost sight of those in need and those that take advantage of the system and um, and machine them into one group. Bottom line, quit crying and looking for a handout. He has mentioned handout at least six times. That's, and that's really just... Get off your are... ass and take care of your own family. Bottom line... Don't be a part of the problem. Be part of the solution. This is really real life. He ate up <laughs> his residence. But now the fact disgusting that disgusting behavior. Disgusting. Now that you're out of the fucking job, I can't wait to see the tune that you're gonna be singing. And what that whole rant reminded me a lot about, like the myth of the welfare queen and how like welfare is for like the lazy people who don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Whole time, it's more white people on welfare than black folks. So that welfare queen shit was all fucking propaganda, racial stuff to this further divide. This whole politics shit is fucking propaganda because, what is he again? He's the mayor of um, Colorado City, Texas. You, like, you're a fucking mayor. Like, you're getting a salary for being mayor. Disgusting behavior. Like, come on. And so just... he issued his resignation a couple days ago. He said he never intended to speak for the city. Um, he was He was only... Um, um, he was basically only speaking as a citizen, not as a mayor. Bye. Nigga, you are a mayor. Please know yourself. It was disgusting, <laughs> and honestly, like through and throughout the, I mean, but that's what's real going life. On, what's going on in Texas? It's just, it's just poor, poor, poor handling of everything. But also, too, I feel like it also goes to show, like natural disasters. It's something that's been happening, mm-hmm. and I feel like as global warming continues to become a bigger issue within our world it's something that the states as well as the fucking world it needs to plan for well listen we fucked up when we didn't make al gore our president back in fucking like 2000 2000 when he fucking told us that global warming was coming for us whatever one of those but either way that was the first fuck up but i feel like too like as it continues to become an issue, like you Republicans guys, Republicans do not believe in global warming, and that's why fucking um, Ted Cruz went to fucking Cancun. That's why. But I feel like as we progress, there needs to be a plan because God forbid something's supposed to happen in fucking New York. You know when we live on top of one another. Sure. You know, like that'll be the day Armageddon. <laughs> 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 I'm we even get to talk about how niggas was fucking killing people on the eight train. <laughs> we like four hours in, right? Yeah, we, I think this is the perfect time to wrap this up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Yes, y'all. Thanks. So if you made it this far, thank you. This is two weeks of content. Two weeks. In one episode. Yeah, so hopefully you listen. I mean, if you listen to this in one setting, I'm super proud. Can you definitely leave a comment on our Instagram or something to let us know? Yeah, please. Um, or like, you know, add a review on our like Apple podcast. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for li- this was. Tell a friend to tell a friend to check us out. This was. This was legendary. This, this is a legendary episode. This was legendary. We broke a record. Yes. Four hours. And we promise never to do this again. 
We won't. Yeah, this is crazy. This was a very intense, but I think we delivered quality. Yes. Yeah. So be sure to check us out. You can follow us on Instagram at the Checkers Podcast and on Twitter at the Checkers Pod. Tell our friends, tell our friends to check us out. Okay. Okay. Came over. This is Checkers, baby. You was playing checkers. <laughs>